Welcome along to uh, another session um, from Cumberland FA. Um, today I'm delighted to be joined by Ian Alcock, who's from Every Life Matters Cumbria. Um, and Ian, today we're going to just have a, a, a brief chat around um, suicide and suicide prevention. So I thought, um, just to throw you off kilter a little bit, I thought what we'd start by doing is just maybe sort of giving an introduction to Every Life Matters Cumbria, just uh, what it is and, and what you, you do within the organisation. That's brilliant. Yeah, thank, thanks very much, Ben, and thanks for having us. Um, so at Every Life Matters, we are a suicide prevention charity. We Our work is very much focused on, on working with communities across Cumbria. Um, we have our our suicide um, bereavement support work, which obviously affects those impacted at a personal level. We also provide training um, free of charge for, for anybody in all kinds of different walks of life around suicide awareness and, and understanding how they can help and make a difference. And we also have our grassroots community work as well, which is a bit of a catch all term for working with communities to get um, awareness raising messages out there and get people involved. And my role is very much about developing that, that grassroots community work um, as part of the organisation. Excellent. And I know we've, you know, we've we've spoke on a, a number of occasions. You've been working closely in partnership with us for the, the last few few months, which we've been really grateful for. And I suppose that the reason that we've we've sort of asked you on today is to to use that uh, knowledge and that expertise to to really help football. And you know, one of the things we were discussing on our previous chat was that um, football is often seen as an escape from people's mental health um, issues. Um, and it's also seen as a bit of a preventative measure um, in terms of to try and stop them from happening. But ultimately, what we're trying to do is to change that philosophy into not just allowing that to be an escape and also a preventative measure, but also to be part of a, a hopeful cure to the fact of breaking down a stigma um, and actually sort of talking about um, issues, mental health issues, well-being and ultimately suicide as well. Um, so. I suppose, you know, one of the things I did some training with yourself, which was excellent. And one of the key things that um, that I got from that training was the the importance of talking about suicide. So why, from from your point of view, is it really important for, for us and uh, us as a football organisation to start talking about suicide? I think it's it, it's really important to be talking about suicide because it's something that affects more people than perhaps we realise as well. I mean, you know, just to, to throw some some stats at you, we know that one in five people will have thoughts of suicide in a lifetime. And those thoughts of suicide are, are obviously going to be deeply personal and different for each individual. You know, it might simply be a passing thought or it might be somebody um, who's inclined to act on those thoughts of suicide, but it affects a huge number of people. A huge number of people in, are impacted by thoughts of suicide. We know that um, I think the stats for um, for 2019, it was 5,316 individuals across England that lost their life um, to suicide. That's a huge number of people, you know, and it's not even just about the individual. It's about the people that they leave behind as well. It has a just a huge impact on those those family members those friends colleagues teammates coaches anybody that's that's around the epicenter of that suicide is, is deeply affected by that and we know that for cumbria we know that we're higher than the national average as well in terms of the number of suicides um, our our um average of suicide is higher so um we tragically lost about 62 individuals last year um and of course we can we can look at it and say right well it's you know Three quarters of all those that die by suicide are men. 
well, actually, it's it's not just men that we need to be thinking about. It's anybody can be affected by suicide. And I guess that's why it's so important, you know, when you're talking about creating a culture that encourages people to open up, you know, within football, we need to be encouraging everybody to talk about it, no matter what their background is, no matter where they're from, no matter, you know, um, what their mental health issues are, or, you know, if they've got any or haven't, we need to be encouraging people to feel safe, to want to have those conversations, because that's when they're going to get the support and, and really understand that, they can get the help that they need. Yeah, and I suppose for for us, um, in terms of the the demographics who were who were more susceptible to to having these suicidal thoughts, um, we're we're covering a large amount of those with um, you know obviously our adult male and adult female teams, um, but obviously also dealing with um, large groups of teenagers etc. and youth as well. So you know it is something that's really important for for us as football and football organisation, but also our members, our clubs, our coaches, our players to to sort of start to to think about these things. So. You know, with football being, um, and the reason we've asked you along today is that football from today, we're talking on Monday the 29th, uh, football is uh, back if the weather allows us. Um, it's absolutely pouring down outside. But ultimately, football is coming back, grassroots football. So these organisations may be amongst the first people who um, are seeing others that have, you know, been through what has been a very difficult uh, 12 months for everybody. So... What are the, the sort of some of the signs and, and symptoms that you you relate that um, our people should be looking out for um, when it comes to people who are having some suicidal thoughts? Yeah, and I, I think you're right there. Like that, this is going to be the first chance that they're going to be interacting with lots of different people. You know, back back to football. So it's a great chance to be checking in on people, really, isn't it? To make sure that they're okay. Definitely. You know, when we when we talk about signs there there is often signs there associated when somebody's having suicidal thoughts and we sometimes call these signs invitations and they're very much that it's an invitation to start a conversation somebody might be dealing with thoughts of suicide and might really want to talk about it but they just might not have the courage to open up about it themselves that's why they need somebody to pick up on it and you know there's a couple of kind of things that we we can be aware of there's there's things like changes in behavior it's probably the biggest one you know if you're on a a team with somebody if you're coaching somebody for for quite a while you're going to know what's different when they you know what's how are they behaving differently do they seem down do you know that they're going through a particularly tough time um are they just withdrawing from the from other teammates are they not reaching out talking are they talking differently are they saying things that seem a little bit odd um and those are some of the things that we can be looking out for and the things that we can pick up on and then that's when we can kind of start that conversation as well. And if you are worried about somebody and you're thinking, oh, well, I, I just don't know, I, I wouldn't really know where to start that conversation or how to even approach them. You know, it, it's it's about just being a bit helpfully nosy, really. You know, don't be scared to just talk to somebody if you're worried about them. And even if you start that conversation and and they just open up about maybe they're just feeling a bit anxious or a bit a bit down recently or they're having other problems in their life, they're going to be grateful that you've shown that you, you care about them enough to ask and if you are really worried that they might be having thoughts of suicide, you're not going to make it worse by asking directly about suicide. That is, you know, that's a big, big myth. We need to dispel that myth immediately. You know, you're not going to put the, the thoughts into anybody's head. You're not going to make them suddenly think, oh, well, I wasn't thinking about suicide, but I am now. What you're going to do is you're going to show them that you care enough to ask and to ask that question and to be brave enough to ask. And when you ask about suicide, it's about being direct. You know, it's not about being blunt. It, it's about showing that you care about someone 
and saying, you know, I'm, I'm a little bit worried about you. I've noticed that you've been acting differently. Are you thinking about suicide? You know, we want to try and avoid things like, oh, you're having dark thoughts because, well, what does that mean? It's a bit ambiguous, that, isn't it? So you want to be asking and getting to the point and you're not going to make it worse. And actually, by being able to ask that question, we kind of normalise the conversation about suicide as well. You know, we know a lot of people will deal with thoughts of suicide. So why are we not talking about it? Why are we not encouraging an environment where everybody can feel open about having these conversations. And sometimes it's just about opening the door and letting people know that it's okay to talk about it. So yeah, that, that that's what I would kind of say in terms yeah. of sides. And and, and, and I, yeah. I suppose from a football perspective, that's where maybe there's a little bit of a cultural change needed by, by ourselves. So, um, you know, whilst we are, you know, I think we're in a great position to be able to, um, sort of recognize changes in behavior because you know we spend a lot of time we're trained together we play together there'll be whatsapp groups there'll be you know loads of communication going on with with a, a group of you know i played football for a long period of time and they became really close friends a lot of the people that i played with so i, I think it's we, we're in a great position but often we we then meet that with things like um you know the the, the banter um you know that happens in the changing rooms the fact of you know man up um, you know, those sorts of shouts that are there. So it's really sort of almost doing what's best for team spirit now becomes making conversations about mental health, mental well-being, um, part of the, the support network to get the best out of people um, that, that are in, involved in your football team as well. So, um, you know, I think you, you said there around um, concern around not being able to help somebody how do i start that initial conversation so you know how how can i help somebody so if i am worried about somebody what's your top tips for for me going to to help somebody so top tips for helping someone so obviously the first thing is being brave enough to ask that question i think that that's a big thing and even if that person says oh no that that's not what's on my mind you know that that's still a big step and that that might that shows enough that you care about someone to ask but sometimes the simplest thing that we can do is to just listen to what somebody's got to say you know just provide that person a space to talk and that can that often is it's the simplest thing to do but we often forget how important that is to just to just stop talking for a little bit and allow them to to talk about how they feel and what what's going on in their life and, you know, it's not it's not trying to jump in and, and offer solutions or trying to fix the problem because we can't sometimes fix the problem. We can't just offer it. We can't say, oh, well, actually, mate, have you tried this? And that'll solve everything. We, it doesn't work like that. But if we can just allow them a little bit of time, a little bit of space, take the feeling seriously and just let them talk, let them talk about how they feel. And, you know, nine times out of 10, they're going to come away from that conversation feeling like, you know, it's going to be better and they've, they've been heard. And I think that's the big difference. It's allowing somebody to be heard. And I guess sometimes there is this this feeling that, well, actually, once somebody's told me, what do I do with that? How do how do I help? Well, actually, you don't. Yeah. And by not trying to fix everything, I think that that's a really, really good way of um, just just allowing them. Yeah. Allow them that space, allow them that time, let them talk, um, you know, ask them questions as well. You know, things like how long have you been feeling like this? You know, when do you think it started? What was the cause of it? Um, that's okay you don't have to sit there in silence because that's you know it's not really a conversation then is it but yeah and I think more than out it's you know when you're on a team and you spend a lot of time with your mates and things like that you're going to build up that connection and it's helping that person feel safe in that moment as well 
and letting them know that you're not judging them for how they feel. You know, one in four of us will go through a mental health problem at some point in our life. So we're all going to experience this at some time, you know, some kind of difficulty and approaching them in a way that you would want to be approached as well. I think really, really helps just just making that connection and, and supporting them as best you possibly can. Yeah, some great advice there. And I, like I said, I did some training with yourselves um, and I've, I've done some other training and and, and I, f- I fully agree because I think, you know, uh, you're the expert in, in this field compared to me, but I always felt like it was the with mental health and with suicide, it, it was up to me to try and fix it. And I think the it all changed for me when somebody described it as, um, you know, I'm a qualified first aider as well, a physical first aid. And they said mental health is exactly the same as that in the fact of your job is to um, provide some initial support, um, but then to pass it over to the experts as quickly as you possibly can. Um, you know, and, and I thought, yeah, so my job is not to, to try and solve this. And I think as well, one of the tips that I picked up from from the train that I did with yourselves was let silence do the heavy list, lifting for you. Um, you know, often that's that's the most important thing. So, yeah, giving them time and, and that ability to listen um you know is, is is massively important so you know you've you've said there around um signposting people to the next um step so where can people signpost uh, people are working if people who are watching this ha- are having um suicidal thoughts themselves where can they go to get help yeah i think yeah so there's there's all kinds of different organizations to reach out to um you know obviously first part of call we'd always say is go and speak to your gp now you know waiting lists are long and we know it's hard getting into to speak to the GP because of COVID and everything but always start that process you know just go in there and and have an open conversation with your GP about it but prepare think about what you're going to say before you go in there as well because your GP is going to try and diagnose a physical illness aren't they because that's what their job is so you need to be going in there thinking what am I going to say to him about my thoughts of suicide they, or even you know practical things like write it down before you go in so you you can keep yourself on, on point but if you're worried about somebody and you think they need a little bit more kind of professional help you can of course kind of signpost them to the likes of samaritans as well um which are available every day of the year um 116123 is the telephone number for them um there's also services um such as um calm which is a campaign against living miserably you can also um, contact them as well they specialize in um kind of um suicidality in men as well so there's they run a uh, hope line as well can't remember the number off the top of my head but that one is also available um for young people we've got papyrus as well um they run a helpline which is 9 to 12 every day and that's 0800 068 4141 but there's also um like text services and things like that as well so you can text shout to 85258 and rather than sit on the phone and talk to somebody you can just write it all out which let's face it some people just do that better don't they they can't quite articulate how they feel so writing it down is actually a really good way um but yeah there's a lot of services out there and what i would always say is look on our website as well everylifematters.org.uk we've got a, a host of information about where you can get mental health support for all kinds of different things not just thoughts of suicide as well but there is a lot of support out there and when someone's having suicidal thoughts sometimes they can feel like there's nobody out there and that nobody is interested in what they have to say everybody is interested everybody wants to help that person in that moment and sometimes it's getting over that initial fear and in being able to start that conversation with someone 
that could be the that could be the the process to them getting that help that they really really need so that's why these little conversations are so important and so important to ask and so important to kind of build it up from there but it's as you said ben it, you know you're not there having to solve all the problems that's not your role it's just about starting the conversation and getting the ball rolling no pun intended there but yeah yeah no good one we'll we'll take that one um <laughs> I, I think as as well you know when we're we're looking at this um you know i said that i really benefited from from doing some training so as well as supporting individuals who uh, potentially are having suicidal thoughts what about myself as a coach or as a manager or as a club official if i want to sort of increase my knowledge so i feel more confident in being able to deal with a situation if it arises and offering the the best support i can where can I go to, to potentially get some more training? Because I know your website is excellent and um, it's really good. Um, and you did mention previously that there was some free training. So what what could I do to, to improve my own knowledge? OK, so anybody who's interested in, in learning a little bit more about spotting the signs and, and um, you know, furthering their own understanding of, of getting people support, then go to the website, um, everylifematters.org.uk. We've got a training section on there and we um obviously go on there you can sign up to um, an hour-long training um suicide awareness that will give you all the basics of what you can do to help obviously we're you know we're just talking about it very briefly today but if you want to understand a little bit more the hour-long training is a great place to start we also do training around uh, self-harm support as well we also do um you know if you want even more understanding you can do safety planning which is about how you keep somebody safe so how you create a safety plan so that they know where to go to to get the help that they need they understand what the triggers are when they're having thoughts of suicide and what to do um, and we also provide all kinds of other stuff as well like emotional resilience training you know to help somebody understand what you know to to build their own emotional resilience to be able to deal with all the difficulties of life and um, accredited training such as kind of suicide first aid or um, ask training which is assessing suicide risk in kids and children um, yeah, there's a, there's a host of training on there. So head over to the website. There's a training tab that you can um, find there, which has got everything on. And then that will take you to the event. Right. But the big thing for us is we offer this out free as well, because we know that it's more important to get people engaged in this conversation and, and to get people understanding that they can make a difference as well. And as I said there, you know, coaches are well placed to have this training because they're going to be the ones that are spending a lot of time with with the team and and, you know, having that little bit of knowledge, maybe they'll never need it, but maybe they will. And I think that's that's the important thing, isn't it? You know, better to have something and, and need it than than not. So yeah, that would be my advice anyway. No, great advice, mate. And I, I think that's the the thing is that it. You know, we we're talking about it now because football is returning after what's been probably uh, the most difficult time for for some people in terms of the the, the last lockdown. Um, but genuinely, we don't know when somebody's going to have these suicidal thoughts so i think the key thing is is that how do we promote this throughout the year and obviously we're going to keep our partnership going with yourselves but i suppose it's in clubhouses change rooms etc maybe putting posters up yeah. um you know so that we're there for if anybody when people need it the information's there and we we start to and i don't like the term but normalize the conversation uh, that we'll talk about mental health and that actually we're all going to feel down at times we're all going to feel you know i'll go through good times and bad um and i think in football like you said we're in a perfect place to try and try and help people so um off the, the the track a little bit one if you could 
offer one key sort of last message for our individuals who are involved um, around suicide prevention? What would your, your sort of takeaway message be? Oh, that's a good one. Um, so the, the takeaway message would be that, I, I, you know, it's all right to talk about suicide. And, and as you said there, let's normalise this conversation about mental health and let's normalise this conversation about suicide. And we can all make a difference as well. You know, three quarters of, of all people who end their life by suicide are not in contact with mental health services but they are in contact with friends and family members and teammates and coaches and colleagues at work. So the real interventions are gonna come from real people around that person. So that's why it's so important that we all take this really seriously and we all try to do our bit, you know, for the sake of our friends, for the sake of, you know, the people that we care about. So yeah, everybody can make a difference and even just being willing to start that conversation, that, that could be a life-saving difference. I know that's probably about four or five takeaway messages there, but you know. <laughs> No, it's a it's a, it's a real good one, and and I think you know in in terms of grassroots football, there there have been some, uh, unfortunately, some cases where you know uh, clubs have had to deal with uh, the loss of somebody through suicide. And personally, you know, uh, I've I've had an experience recently, so it's you know it's something that you know we really need to to make sure that we're we're trying our best to support people um, as as best we possibly can. And I thank you for everything that you do as an organisation. Um, and hopefully our clubs will will continue to support you and and like you say have these conversations that are very much needed um, as we protect the people who play play the game and we support each other. So thanks a lot for your time, Ian. Really appreciate it. Um, and like we said, we're looking forward to working with you in the future. Brilliant. Thank you very much.